0: Right. How do you see mm. things on a day to day? What's your attitude? How does that drive your choices? You know, so. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like I was just trying to organize what you were saying. And last point is the Sierra itself gives us a lot of this evidence. You know, the first 11, 12 years, there's no five daily prayers. Right. Yeah. And even after that. It's like, all right, guys, don't drink too much. It's like so halla, you know, not another glass of wine, because Aisha's is in an hour, or we gotta get up for Fajr, mm-hmm. so let's keep it light. So subhanAllah, you see gradualism. So what were the Muslims doing if they weren't praying five times a day, which is what everyone tends to judge people on, what they wear, how they look, and what they do? What were they doing then, right? It was theology, it was love of Allah, it was social justice and change, it was helping the the weak and the oppressed and the orphans and, and gender equality and so forth. Then Salah came perhaps to anchor us. In or you know now that you have your spiritual, you know um, uh, awakening and your your doing you know everything that you should be doing up until this point. Now let's really organize your salah. And your chapter on salah talks a lot about how this is actually a gift and a calling to plug in. Uh, mm-hmm. what was the line? It was really jazzy. It was like, a, you know, electric, uh, the electric waves of God or something, you know, plug in to get the electric <laughs> waves of God. And so, you know, and that's so true. It's like, you need that. So the soul has its own battery power. It's like, you know, batteries are included with the human being, i.e. the soul, but you are the one responsible for, you got to recharge. It's a rechargeable battery, but you got to be the right. one that recharges it. Right. And plugs.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's all connected. I was like, Oh, I'm going to like type that out and put it on a t-shirt because um, it feels like you packed in, in a nice, in a nice package, deep teachings and secrets. I feel like of, of the spiritual path. And a lot of that to me is about walking in a way where you're turning consistently back to the essence of why you were created, walking in a way that's humble and remembering that your purpose isn't to worship Islam, in a sense. Prayer is, again, I feel like a lot of times, you know, I'm, I'm starting to see that prayer really is not you speaking to Allah, but you listening to God. And that the prayer at its essence is you're using the words that God wrote for you, in a sense, to use.
0: He's, he's teaching you how to communicate with him.
1: Right, Just like your wife using or his husband words. will
0: teach you, you know, look, that's a, there's a better way to say that, honey. And so we get guidance all the time on how to be better communicators at work or in relationship, right?
1: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you're using God's words to praise him. You're usually using his words to praise him. It's kind of like, if I wrote myself a poem, gave it to you and said, my brother, can you read this poem for me? It's like, I'm listening to what you, you're listening to what I wrote for myself, you know, like when you're reciting it. And so I think sometimes we forget like these prayers, these, these moments of deep praise of Allah, these, you know, subhanAllah, the prophet peace be upon him. He's saying that from genuine state of awe. Like we say it because it's been passed down and this is the form, et cetera. And there's, Deep depth to all of this,
0: you, you, but may,
1: he 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 was saying it from the depths of being an ecstatic love of Allah, mm-hmm. like it was from his it was the
0: the I love you, mm-hmm. you know, from the soul. You just kind. melt from that vibration, you know. And you've you've been overseas, so you know when you know we have mosques in our, many all of our countries, right? Where you mm-hmm. walk in and you can easily find some brother or even the imam or a qari just they're reciting and everyone's mm-hmm. just sitting around and it's therapy. You know, it's just the Shit. guy's nodding his head. The other guy's crying. The other guy's smiling. The other guy's napping. The other guy's just being washed by the vibration. And when you, I've been in like, I've been uh, Egypt a lot and uh, you know, often, you know, there's a strong tradition of Quran there. So, You find, you just, and you go in and I feel what you're describing here just came up for me. It's like, wow, this is how the Quran was supposed to be recited. And just you humans Mm. sit around and listen. This is the divine word. I mean, we don't, I mean, I don't treat the Quran the way it should be treated all the time. It's like, if this is really Allah's words, you know, what's up with my relationship with it, right? Why is it, Mm. you know, not, if if I'm not, I mean, when we're in love, when we were going to get married or that person we fell in love with we can't wait for them to call us or leave us we leave they leave mm. us a voicemail we listen to it 800 times right and it's the same and it's just all it was was i'll be late i'll see you tonight sweetheart and it's like oh my god <laughs> it does so much for me right so this is what we're, we we want or need to attain with Allah azawajal, right and so perhaps also the love and intimacy in the human form is the analogy that says hey use those similar mechanisms Right because Allah does give us Prescription in the Quran like there's 12 things he says He loves and 12 things he doesn't love Maybe that will be a future book Inshallah but uh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting that you have um, You know this this type of Quran Recitation you know the way the Prophet recited it it affected Even people who thought oh you're, ma- you're Making this up you're not a prophet it's like some non-Muslim spy, They're like what is that mm. you know Because that's the power of of perhaps the Quran when it's recited from the heart, not from the throat or the head or the ego, let's say. But I'll stop there so you can mm. finish that point.
1: Now that's um, I love that. I think I think you're so right. When when we go into mosques and we hear the Quran, and it's this point of unity, I think for Muslims from all different backgrounds and and understandings, because it's this place. It's it's the you know they used to say. Um, it's kind of like the uh, the watering hole. You know, some traditions have this remembrance and the way that the words they use, it translates to the watering holes, like in the jungle where all the animals come to drink. Um, and I think for it's me hard. also, I, mean, I think about the Quran, like the prophet, peace be upon him, like for his companions, for his family, when they thought the Quran, I often think about this, like they they probably heard the prophet, peace be upon him,'s voice in their mind. You know, like, it was the prophet reciting that probably is what stuck with them. So the Quran says, we sent down a book with a light, the light being the prophet, peace be upon him. You can't read in the darkness, so here is the light. In other words, the light helps you see, not just eyes see words, as in insight. The light helps you understand what these words are the prophet being the walking quran that there's this intimate connection between message and messenger and and i do and i still think deeply that we have lost the pathway to the quran because we we stop going through the prophet as a means of accessing the book that he was sent to bring then
0: Tell us more about that. Is that like follow the sunnah kind of thing or take us where you want to go with how do we how like, do we make that link and how and maybe that's connects to how do we love the prophet more than ourselves? Because isn't that one of the tokens of uh, a good sign of Iman, perhaps?
1: Totally. Yeah, I mean, when his wife and Aisha, you know, she says she's like, he is a walking Quran. He is a manifestation of the book in life in 3D. You're confused about something in the Quran, right? So what do we do, right? We, we, we go we're like, okay, what's the word mean? What's the root? What do these 15 different Tafsirs say? What does this scholar say? What's the imam say? What's this? But so few times do people go to the story of the prophet, peace be upon him. So few times, I'm talking about the, the everyday Muslim, often we don't go and like, well, how did the prophet, peace be upon him, live this verse in his life? Because these verses were coming down to him often in response to things he was going through. But we don't, we we make the separation of, I'm going to ask my imam at the mosque, which is not a problem, of course. I love to go to people of knowledge all the time. But to remember, we have this rich tradition, these hundreds and thousands of people who wrote everything down so that we could have a picture um, into the life of the walking Quran, so that we could learn to understand the Quran through his story, through his life story, and also the fact that the prophetic light that the prophet peace be upon him was sent with, that, that he came literally as this light inside. I always say like when light hits the eyes, it gives you sight. When light hits inside, it gives you insight. You call, you invoke, you bring in the light of the prophet inside of you, it gives you insight. And the difference here is, in my opinion, this is not everyone's opinion, but I think that the words of the Quran are more like passcodes, passwords, and that when you unlock with that thing, that password, it's more than just what the word itself is. You know, I may have a password that's like, you know, July the 4th or whatever, but like beneath that, when that thing opens into the file or the website or whatever, this is a whole nother world. And I feel like the Prophet, peace be upon him, he can act as this guy into this the world of the Quran that's beyond what's always perceptible to us. That there are these symbols. Um, translation translators and interpreters of the Quran have said often, like the symbols have such significance because they help each person approach the book based on their understanding you know, the symbols mean different things and the deeper somebody knows those symbols, the more they see. And if you're not as, you know, able to you're able to see the limited amount you're able to see. It's kinda like if me and my astronomer friend, we go out into the desert at night and we both looking at the stars. I see maybe balls of, you know, gas and and fire and I'm like, oh it's a picture of the past. And maybe some of these stars have passed passed on, but the light's just reaching the earth, and I have a limited understanding of astronomy. My astronomy friend, though, is looking at the same sky, but looking at it completely differently, because he understands where the constellations are and what they mean, and we could walk, and he could lead me from here to Egypt based on the stars, you know, and I can't, I don't have that, but we're looking at the same thing. It's the same with the Quran. Two people look at it, and based on their understanding, based on the barakah, the light, what they have informed insight access it differently. There's a reason we call upon the prophet by the prescription of Allah. We send blessings of peace upon him. Why? Why does somebody, one person, have to be every time you say his name beneath your, even if it's, um, every time you say his name, even if it's in your heart, you know, when you're talking to people who don't, aren't Muslim or something, in your heart you're saying. You're sending peace and blessings upon him outwardly or inwardly why why is that a part of people never ask it's just like oh that's what we're supposed to do send praises upon the prophet peace be upon him
0: right and but and, there's but, a, and on that too like i've also heard perspectives which i don't really agree with which is kind of the prophet you know is not alive in the sense of um he you know he's a historical figure he did his job he's dead now so but you know how there's some people that get too worried about loving the Prophet too much or something, you know, it's like you can uh, and it's like, well, I, I feel like subhanAllah Islam is so clear on its tawhid and monotheism and also so clear on, you know, drowning in love for the NBA and all, because that's you loving Allah right through through these mm-hmm. forms that re- represent or express that human journey of finding, you know, your spiritual strength and so forth. Um, And so there is, you know, it's sad when some people are like, not only, not only do they not know why they should do those beautiful things, but some people are like, don't even, you can't even do those beautiful things,
1: Hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's a good point to bring up too. It's like, because Islam is so, it's so clear on its oneness. It's so clear there. there, It's out of at least the traditions that I've read different faiths and theologies, Islam is... (laughs) It's so clear. It's strict monotheism. It's very, very clear. So when we talk about the Prophet, peace be upon him, and loving him, people tend to have a problem with people who, the perspectives, perspectives that end up having a problem with that, I think get confused as to what I mean when I say you love. the, the Allah himself is saying send blessings upon the Prophet, peace be upon him. Right. Um, and the angels...
0: And so, it's the, and the, it's the symphony ha- of the universe, the cosmos. They're always and, singing that
1: praise, subhanAllah. And Muhammad, that? Muhammad, peace be upon him, is like, this is praise. This is the light of praise. We keep getting stuck on the fact that he is a man, like you said. I actually almost think the opposite. It's like we get so stuck on him being a historical figure in time that we forget that he lives on as a spirit, that he was spirit before he was body. There's narrations that said, he says, you know, I, I was before Adam was, in the sense that my light existed before, before that. In a sense, this is a calling, okay, for us to be present with the with the essence of what it means to receive revelation. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was taken to the heavens, right, to Bow's length, and I always think it's interesting, Bow's length, like why. When you took two bows and you put it together, it creates a circle. It's like this origin and end has no significance anymore. In a circle, everything is unified.
0: That's a, I've never thought about it like that. That's really interesting because I've always wondered, like, why, why just the two bow? Like, why not just be there or in it? But the, of course, there's treasures to this, right? Jeez. And so you're describing if you put two bows together, it's like a circle. In other words, there is no space when you're with the one that is the creator of space, right? And so that exactly. it's a different immersion. Let's say.
1: So we like to think in terms of length, because remember. As human beings, um, we're stuck in our linear uh, forward arrow of time. Our concept, uh, our, the construct of our existence is, is housed in by just limitations we have. So here Allah has to, has to use metaphor because we can't understand. And in order to speak the truth, but to the level where we can understand based on our assumption, it's metaphor. And so that's the cool thing about metaphor is when you use metaphor, you don't really know, like you think it's this, you're like certain it's this, but somebody who, who can understand beyond your understanding can take a totally different understanding of it. And that's part of the thing for me is like to really access the Quran, I think, and I feel is you have love for the prophet, peace be upon him. He says, you know, in, um, I think in, um, well, different hadiths, but Two hadiths in the six um, books of Bukhari, Muslim, Muhammad, It's like he has. I left my my sunnah. I left the Quran and my sunnah. I left my, the Quran and my in and in and my family. He has these two things that he says, and and both are sort of. The, I left the um, Quran and my. The al-Bayt, my family is like it's like, like, in it's like the, his
0: inheritance or his Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah.
1: it's what I leave behind, right? It's in the six books, and then the one where he says I left behind the Quran and my Sunnah, it's outside of these six books, but nonetheless accurate. I mean, everybody knows you cannot access this book without the Prophet, peace be upon him's life story, because it elucidates for you these things that seem sometimes vague. And I think that um, In order to, you're asking, how do you have more love for the prophet? When you learn of his story and you always start everything with a prayer, you ask Allah to increase your love for him. You ask Allah to help you experience the mercy that he was sent with. You ask for that. You pray for that. You set the intention. It's interesting that the word intention has an element of like a seed being planted in Arabic. Part of an intention so, is that you're planting it into the soil, okay, of what Allah, the barakah that Allah gives you, the blessing that Allah gives you. And part of setting an intention instead of a quote-unquote goal is that a goal puts you at the center of achieving it. But an intention allows you to recognize that it's a law that you need. When you plant a seed in the ground, yes, you can manage the soil, but you can't control the sun rising and setting. You can't control the rain clouds. That, that you inherently understand that there's something out of your control, that inherently in that statement you're reminding yourself that there are variables at play that you don't have control over. So you start, you want to love the Prophet, peace be upon him. You want to experience the Quran. You make a set your intention, make your prayer, and give your sadaqah. I, I always think it's interesting because when we give, we create space to receive. So you give. And you give and you give and you see that the, the historical figures throughout Islam, the Ahl-Bait, the companions of the prophet, the ones that gave and gave are the ones that received and received. It was in their giving that they made space. And so when we hold back and hold, you know, it's currency in Latin. I think I say this in the book. It's curere. And it means like w- water flow, flowing water. In other words, Currency's essence is to be flowing and moving in stagnation, disease erupts. So you move, you constantly give and move, you're constantly in motion. The prophet peace be upon him says, even if you heard the hour is coming and you have a date palm sapling, you plant it. <laughs> then you don't stop. You keep going. And it's like that leads me to like my favorite quote, probably of this era of my life, which is, there's, in the book I say it, there's two steps to God, begin and continue. It's just like continuous. And so I think setting an intention and, and making a prayer and giving sadaqah I think those are the three ways, access points to loving the Prophet, peace upon him, and to accessing deeper wisdom in the Quran, if Allah
0: wills, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Inshallah. And, and on that, I would add that, Um, Yes, very important to study the seerah, like even earlier when I was mentioning the point about salah and alcohol. I mean, that's one of the lessons I got of like, you got to recognize people are going to be on their journey, right? And there's gradualism. Gradualism is everywhere in, in the sunnah of Allah, how everything forms, right? And so nature, the universe, everything shows you things take time. There's processes. Things have to happen when when something else first happens and so if you wanna get married and you don't know why and it's not working, it's like, well maybe there's things that Allah's been sending you signs that you need to awaken to before you take on the amana of another person and you haven't mm. yet, you know, you keep hitting the snooze button on that alarm bu- on that alarm bell from God. So you've gotta you know so sometimes people are like, you know, when we're it's just, uh, let's say, self-absorbed, right? We're unable to access and receive what is beyond our own toes, you know, because it's all about this, me, me, myself, and I. Uh, and so the Prophet sallam also just engaging with the phenomena of his existence, and it's a historical phenomena, right? It's not like, I mean, his coming literally changed the planet ever since, you know? And historically, it's uh, quite miraculous when you see the mm-hmm. the way that Islamic civilization uh, formed and and what it did and 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 did and did it so rapidly nonetheless again nothing's perfect but I mean it was the breath of fresh air that the planet needed after the Roman Empire fell right mm. and so uh, subhanAllah. um and uh, I, I love how you you know mentioned that. You know, It's just like if, if uh, I'm, I'm talking to you about how amazing my wife is or my, my sister is or my brother is, I'm going to tell you stories. Of, oh, can you believe they did this? And I, and I was in the hospital and they went out of their way and did that and they took care of the kids. And I was like, hmm. wow, God bless them. What a lovely husband you have. or What a lovely wife or, or sister you have. And it's like and then the person who never met them starts to feel what? Affinity or care or like, oh, I'll, you know, I want to make that for that person because they treated you so well you know and so look at what they did to for all these other people and we love this about revolutionaries and saints you know mother teresa martin luther king you name it we love those people because even though we'll never meet them or hug them or talk to them or say you know what you did changed my life or mattered because they're just a spark of that divine light like we can be and so in a sense the prophets i said mm. is uh, you know he's a lantern and a lamp for us to and but it's always on it never turns off you know it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> need uh, solar energy it has divine energy as its uh you know lamp so that is uh you know the prophetic um power that that it is ultimately uh, able to illuminate those that follow him, wa sallam, Which is why it's such an imperative to consider uh, that this could be a, a way that some of us listening could perhaps, um, you know, uh, strengthen our understanding or way of practice, Inshallah. And uh, doing, of course, Subhanallah, is, is, is very I love that. Uh, I love. Go ahead, sir.
1: Yeah, I, I love um, <laughs> really all of it. No, no, no. Everything that you said, I um, I, I do. I think, um, it, you know, even in the Bible, I it says a, a lamp onto our feet when it talks about the prophet Jesus. And it's like that is what it is. These messengers sent throughout time to light the path for us, the path that isn't always outward. Often it's inside. They say the longest journey is, is between your mind and your heart that you'll ever take. So it's that path inside, the path into unity, into a place where you feel at the center. They say like the center of the wheel doesn't move, but the rest of the the wheel moves. You finding the center inside of you that's still in a lot of spirituality. We even see the prophet peace be upon it. Like a question about how do you receive revelation as people on earth where there's no divine revelation in the sense of like a scripture anymore but we can receive revealed truths right and and how do you do that what's the state how do i approach approach the quran all these questions it all comes back again like we said sending blessings upon the prophet peace be upon him is also about remembering his story like the sira you were saying how did he receive revelation he was on a mountaintop he was still he was meditative he was contemplated he was in solitude these are all uh, reminders for us. Why do you Why do people wake up early to pray prayers before fajr, or to pray fajr? Because everyone's asleep. There's solitude. That the the day has not broke uh, into the sky yet. That it's quiet. It is <laughs> the Quran recited at dawn is is witnessed. Part of that is, of course, the angels and the mystery of that, but part of it is also it's quiet. The, the ego hasn't woken up yet. And to look, when you look at the seer, when you study that, you see it right in front of you. What state was he in when he received? This is the state he was in on the mountaintop. And so it calls us to something quiet, to something gentle, to, to, to be with ourself, not always outwardly with people to fill ourselves in the presence of God. Because a lot of times people fill, are feeding the world from the bottom of their cup, not the overflow. They're draining themselves to please people, draining themselves to feel, um, to satisfy the needs of their partners or their children, but not from the overflow. But to love from the love Allah gives you, it's endless to mm-hmm. give from what Allah gives you it's endless right. to give from what hell has very limited you know
0: exactly right. exactly and it's it's a great reminder you know because it's like everything you do you know as Allah says I do what you Allah does with you right especially if you're remembering him he remembers you you're conscious of him and so forth and and so you know, it's like everything you're able to do that's just like when you you know when you a person goes, I don't even know how that happened. I really feel like it almost I watched myself, you know, publish this book and, and, and put it out there and get in on all these podcasts. And it's like because you understand that Allah is the one using you as a vesicle, let's say, right? You're expressing something of him and you just happen to be the perfect container, you know, um, for Uh, You happen to be the imperfect container as a human being for his perfect, you know, expression to happen through you. And so everybody is a sign of Allah in that sense. And uh, you certainly are to me. So may Allah bless you and increase you.
1: Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to to speak with you and and through you to anybody who may be listening. The only message I have is um, I just want to remind remind you that, that you're loved that Allah cares about you, that he intentionally created you, and that his his compassion and care and mercy for you is infinite, and that the door to return to that love is always open. It's not locked. You don't need to knock. That Allah is here for you in this moment, and he's with you in every moment. And I just want to say that that, um, no matter what you've done, or you've been through, no matter what's happened in your life, no matter what you said, um, that that there's space for you and that there's always an opportunity um, to turn back to the deeper essence of who you are and who you were created to be and to become. And so I pray that you are always reminded that there's hope and that if you needed a sign, I hope that this is the sign you needed to know that you're loved and that, that Allah always has space for you. And I I pray that we can all be kind and merciful and to be representatives of Allah's love for all people without discrimination. Inshallah. Amen.
0: Ameen. Thank you so much for your um, all your efforts and uh, may Allah protect you and increase you.
1: Inshallah. Thank you so much. Have Thank you, a lovely day, sister. I Thank hope you. you have a beautiful day. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum.